We are back from British Columbia, everyone. Our trip with Primitive Outfitting, Jeff Lander. Frank and I made it back alive. It was a long trek. It was a long trek getting there. It was for Frank. Your plane flight was delayed eight hours. Eight hours, yeah. yeah. It was a pain in the ass. I got it, to know Buddy pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Drink we'll, fucking hard kombucha <laughs> in, the, uh, in the airport. Got a little buzzed <laughs> kombucha by the uh, way this podcast is brought to you by kombucha and perfect bars in copenhagen yeah i took a chew while i was there in the tree stand <laughs> about died <laughs> oh lord so we went up there um with uh well, that's my third year up there with jeff lander we took a uh, buddy from poison dart custom bows and uh tommy clum from rocky mountain specialty gear I went up a little bit early, uh, and then these guys met me up there. I actually killed my bear two days before you guys got there, I think. Yeah, was that on a Friday? It was a blur. So this is, hunting up there with Jeff for me is a a reboot in life because I have not much service at all unless I drive down. Uh, We do not hunt until 4 o'clock in the afternoon, so I sleep a lot, like... I don't know how you're much. You're kind of like a bear when you're there. Yeah, I am. Like a bear. I eat nothing, but I don't know if bears like Raisin Bran, but I, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I finished off five boxes. Yeah, Costco-sized boxes of Raisin Bran. Everybody was pretty impressed. I know one night you had like four bowls of uh, of cereal. We're like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I, I panicked. I panicked. Oh, Lord. But uh, yeah, we're going to give you a rundown of the trip uh basically just the events what went on and uh for this uh we'll just call this part one and then part two will be uh it'll call it part two just talk about um yeah we'll just do it all at one time we'll just have a part one uh some <laughs> of the gear that we used because there was a couple things uh, there was four or five things that were noteworthy as far as clothing uh errors and broadheads and uh, things of that nature, but I don't think it's enough to do a part two. So uh, we'll kick it off. So I guess the, you know, first what whatever, when I went up there, I hadn't ridden the bikes or anything that uh, you and I had done later. Lander got some electric bikes there from their treks, right? Yeah, from yeah. Trek. And uh, we were going to ride those, but we just, we didn't get a chance. When I got up there, there was a group from Texas already there. Um and uh, Andy was the guy that got a bear from there, uh, from from Texas, from that group. And uh, I did go in and help those guys with that, took some photos. Uh, and then the day after that, went out and we passed up a couple bears. And uh, then the third day I was there, maybe, fourth. Anyway, we went into uh, this, this field that, um, actually the same field where I killed my grizzly with uh, Gary, the same guy that was with me when I killed my black bear the first time in 16. So I went in there with uh, with Gary to this field and... Uh, it was so it was a little slower than it normally would be, right? Because of the snow. There was a, They got a bunch of snow. They got dumped on late and it just hadn't quite melted off yet. So ton, A ton of snow. Yeah. So we were able to concentrate, figure it out. So we, we got into this field and... Gary and I were sitting there like five minutes on the edge, and I'm like, Gary, Gary, there's Gary, do you believe in angels? Yeah, I was like, because you look like an angel, Gary. <laughs> and uh, I was like, there's one bedded, I, like right on the edge. And he was like, wake up, and he'd mow a few times. And we looked at it for a bit, and we are like, man, that is, that is a good bear. That is a long bear. And, uh, man, it was an epic story, which I'll tell now. Um you know, when that bear, he came in from 400 yards out or so, I was wearing, I put my black Swazi jacket on to look like a bear. Um, 
It Did came you growl? In. I ended up puffing at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I crawled in going, grr. <laughs> I'm grr. a bear. I'm going to put on my grr face. And then it kept coming in and coming in. And, and uh, you know, Gary's watching this from across the field, and it's coming, it's coming. And I, I had marked a tree um, distance-wise uh, at 34, and I thought, okay, it gets to 34. I'll, I'm going to whack it right there or, or closer, you know. But that was my marker, and it got right to that, and uh, it got a whiff of the snitter balls is what happened. He got a whiff of me. <laughs> he turned broadside, and I knew he was getting ready to hit the gas, and right when I shot, and basically I shot a hair late, like as I'm releasing, he'd already hit the gas, and I shot perfect height right behind him. And I was like, fuck, Snyder, <laughs> What are you doing, man? Come on. This is like two hours in the rain on my knees waiting for this thing to come in. And uh, it went in the wood line, and I'm like, all right, just wait. It doesn't know what's going on. If it didn't run off, if I don't hear it, it's still in there. It's coming back out. Well, in the midst of all, in the midst of all this, I can hear it walking to me. So Gary can't tell what's going on. He thought I might have shot, might have hit it, wasn't sure. And um, I didn't yell out to let him know, like, hey, whatever. So... It's, I hear it walking to me, and I think it's 20 yards away, and it gets directly behind me, like uh, as if I'm facing down the field. It was coming straight to my left, and I hear, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you cocky little bastard. I think he wants some of me. So <laughs> I dove in the wood line. You dropped your bow, and you're like, it's on, bitch. Yeah. Let me pull out my Essie. Wait, it's not <laughs> It's not long enough. Um, I... Uh, so I, I uh, literally dove up and over the hill and just huffed back at it in hopes that, you know, it would stay there. Possibly big bears like that won't tree normally, but they might hop up thinking they might, you know, I wasn't really sure what was going to happen, but I thought he'd hang around. Well, he hung around. All right. Um, so he came straight in uh, at me when he heard that. And I'm, I'm assuming it was, you know, a few things. One, he was hadn't been out of the den long. He's still a little, de- you know, hazy. Uh, two, there's not a lot of food up there. And he was a dominant bear. And he didn't like another bear in that area. And again, I was wearing that black Swazi jacket. And, um, you know, then it happened so fast, he wasn't sure what was going on. He just knew there was another black spot in his grassy, happy area of lush, you know, food. And uh, fuck me running. He came in hot. And uh, (laughs) the first shot from what Gary and I could figure out was like five or six feet. And uh, I did not land it later. Did you get to the clicker? I don't know if I got to the fucking clicker, man. My iron mind went to shit. I was like, ah! I was trying to backpedal and I got an arrow off. And you can see in the photos, it's kind of in that neck shoulder area. And uh, the first arrow I shot was a grizzly stick with an XXL broadhead. The second arrow was a gold tip because these all hit the same for me. was a gold tip pierce with the Jaeger. Mm-hmm. And it hit him, but I don't know that I got to three-quarter draw, half draw, right? I was shitting my knickers going backwards. Well, then I hit him, and it ran off. And this is like the most fluke thing in the world. Gary doesn't know what the fuck's going on, right? (laughs) The bear starts stomping on his front feet and huffing. And for whatever reason, not thinking, I huffed back at him again. Good God. And... So, you know, I, Gary can't tell exactly what the hell's going on. It comes in again, close. And so I wing another arrow at it, and uh, that was um, a cutthroat, and nicked it again, and he ran off. And I just had these in order in the quiver, however they fit, right? And I wanted to do some broadhead testing. I just didn't think I'd go Winchester all at one time. The uh, So I guess it would be the fourth arrow, but the third one that hit him 
that did him in. I hit him in the, and you can see in the photos when these are posted, I hit him in the uh, front scapula the or the onside scapula with that XXL and that grizzly stick. Blew through him out the other side. We couldn't find the arrow, but he was still wanting a little bit. Um, <laughs> I panicked a bit on the fifth shot. <laughs> I think I nicked his back. <laughs> and then on the sixth shot, I hit him again with um, a... Uh, iron will and this was a crazy thing with iron will and this was a grizzly stick arrow and an iron will head he was raising his arm up and i hit him in the forearm it blew that arm apart went in him and you could still shave with that broadhead which was pretty amazing um when it took off you know i i literally am out of fucking ammo totally right like (laughs) my good lord snyder what the fuck are you doing and so i'm looking back and uh, I'm like, okay, you know, evacuate, evacuate. So I'm like, oh, I got an arrow in the field. This is how hard up I am. I've got an arrow in the field. I'm going to go find that one. So I go back <laughs> out in the field and I'm looking around and Gary's like, what the fuck is going on? Right. Cause he sees me wandering in circles. He thinks I'm looking for blood. I'm looking for an arrow to shoot again at it. Right. So the struggle is real. Right. So Gary comes over. He's like, did you get a shot? <laughs> he's like, Gary, I'm out of fucking ammo, brother. I went Winchester and I held my bow up. He's like, oh, man, I didn't know what was going on over here. And and Gary's guided. There's much Gary hasn't seen, right, from bear charges. I mean, from, from you know, doll sheep. Stuff. I mean, Gary's been everywhere. And he's like, man, it's fun hunting with you. I'm like, Gary, I may have shit my pants. I'm not sure. And he thought I was serious. <laughs> like, really? Do you need to change him? I'm like, Gary, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just saying. <laughs> so we go back in. The wood line, but I went in the wrong spot, you know, adrenaline rushing, right? And I'm like, Gary, I promise you, this is not your normal client bullshit story. <laughs> was he story. doubting you for a sec there? Well, he told me, he's like, Aaron, I don't ever doubt you after hunting with you enough, he said. But I was like, maybe, just maybe, that they didn't do those at broadheads, because this is a recurve. Maybe didn't do quite what I thought. And I'm like, Gary, I shit you not. It was chaos. There should be arrows and <laughs> shit laid out. I mean... Well, we were in the wrong spot. And I'm like, I go back out and I look. I'm like, oh, Gary, it's down here. So like the difference of 30 yards, right? 30, 40 yards. And there the bear was laying. So, you know, I'm telling him this and he's probably half listening, half not. We take some photos and we start skinning it out. And Gary's like, as he's skinning it, you can see he's putting the story together of what I've told him, the events that happened with the (laughs) holes in the bear. Cause I was, you know, I was telling him, I'm like, dude, the first one kind of hit him in the neck shoulder area ish, I think. And sure enough, there's a hole up in there where it kind of went through and through because of the, uh, the angle. Cause you know what I mean? Cause where I was, and then the other one was kind of crisscross. So there's these long elongated lines from a frontal shot, two of them, one on one side, one on the other. And then there's this, well, you saw that hole. That XXL was devastating. That that is yeah. a grizzly stick XXL broadhead. That's huge. You could put four fingers sideways through that <laughs> hole, Frank. You dirty <laughs> bastard. And uh, so I don't know what that's like. <laughs> Gary was like, "Holy cow!" And uh, I, I, you know, I said, "Well." I'm like, man, you know, when I first huffed at it, I, I, cause he was arrogant, you know, he walked over there or, or cocky or didn't want to leave. I, I just, my, you know, it's like, all right, I'll huff at it and I'll get this thing to come in closer. The thing was, is it was already at 20 feet, not 20 yards. And, uh, it came in real, real close. So anyway, we, we got, um, 
got that thing cut up, which was cool because I got to uh, put another animal in that, uh, the new duplex light frame with that. Uh, I had the Muskeg 3000. Yeah. So I put the um, the two rear quarters and the back straps uh, between the frame and the bag, and I put the cape in the bag, and it took up all of that. The head, I couldn't fit any more, and the little beak was poking out of the top of it, the mouth, and um, headed out, and then... The next day after that, Ryan and I go in on this epic stock and we get 14 yards. We got video of that and I took photos of it when it was like 30 something on a bear that was like maybe a five and a half footer. Um, I, you, have two, I, you have two tags. I think it was five and a half. It could have been less. It could have <laughs> been more. I'm not sure of the weight. Um but yeah, I have two tags, so I didn't want to shoot a, another a bear smaller than the one I had with you guys coming up. During that time, we got the photos of the lynx, which was crazy. Yeah, that was cool. I mean, that was like a thousand yard stock, epic. I'm just fucking with you. It ran across the road when we were driving, and it stopped <laughs> on the side of the road, and I got out and took photos. It literally ran across the road, stopped. I got out and just crept real slow into the woods and. I got 12, 14 yards from that lynx. I couldn't believe it and uh, took a bunch of pictures, started hissing at me, kind of walking broadside. I got some photos of that and then it went out to the road and got some more photos and it ran off. But great cape on that thing. I mean, I was about to shoot it in the face. I, I was going to shoot it, but it's not open. Um, we're trying to search, right, Google to see if it's open or not and if I need a tag and what, you know, what's basically legal. And I just told Ryan, I said, dude, I'll just take pictures. I, I said, I don't want to get you in trouble or me in trouble in case it's not legal. As it turns out, it was not legal. Um, <laughs> they kind of just took pictures of it. I thought uh, they might have looked at them as like coyotes yeah, or something. Yeah. You know, wishful thinking. There's quite a few up there, aren't there? Yeah, we saw three total when we were up there. You were going to go on a, a lynx hunt with Bart, weren't you? Timeline-wise, it didn't work out. Uh, Bart Lancaster does these pretty crazy lynx hunts with dogs. But yeah, that... Um, that was the excitement so far. And then um, the goof troop showed up after that. <laughs> Frank, Buddy, and Tommy, and uh, which was super cool having all those guys in camp. But then we're going to fast forward to uh, – we, uh, we should talk about the airport experience because you, you kind of warned me that this was probably going to happen. This is how fucked up Air Canada is. Yeah. <laughs> so I knew ahead of time this is the only flight – they're only um, – Kind of your only option to get up there. Well, there's WestJet and Air Canada, and I should have taken WestJet. Um, Air Canada has lost my bags. Air Canada, I have checked my bag in as a bow, and they've seized it as a gun, stopped me where I've had to recheck in. So if you can imagine, this is what happened to me. You go through... You, it's a bow, right? You go through all the proper documentation, let them know it's a bow, you know, when you're going through into Canada, right? And then you go to transfer airplanes. You get to the gate after going through all that bullshit and customs. And then they say, is this your bag? We have it held in customs as a gun. And it's like, well, it's not a gun. Well, we have it held. So then you have to go back and they're like, just go down the stairway. It's right to the right. That is a crock of shit. It is not right to the right. <laughs> and then you have to go to this room, knock on the door and pray to God someone comes to it. Now, when Brian and I went through this... Hour and a half before someone knocked on the door. Didn't matter how much you called. They basically just hung up on you. So then they finally come to the door. You come back. You open the case. They say, yeah, that's a bow. And then you go through customs again. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happened to you. 
Right. That's exactly what happened yeah. to me. So me and Buddy, we, we get through uh, through so, customs. So F you mother effers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we get through customs. We get to the gate. And I had this weird feeling because you told me this story. So I go up to the Air Canada lady when we're at the gate. And I said, hey, can you just check on my baggage and make sure it transferred? And she's like, oh, I was just going to call you on your cell phone. It didn't. It's in customs. And I'm like, cool. Well, what do I got to do to go get it? She's like, go out of the gate and just take a left and it's right down the stairs there. Well, it was like a fucking mile, dude. Yeah, I know. I've, I've done it. <laughs> Literally a, like a mile. I walk all the way down there, get down to customs. Um, luckily, they had a guy down there waiting for me. And uh, he's like, oh, we have your gun back here. I'm like, it's a fucking bow, dude. And he's like, well, what kind of gun is it? And I said, bow, bow and arrow. And he's like, I don't know what kind of gun that is. He's this little Asian guy. And I was like, oh, my God, this is fucking ridiculous. So we, I get down to customs, which is, ends up being like a, a cement room with um, those mirror windows or whatever. You've been down there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So And you go down to the end, and there's a fucking uh, guy with a bulletproof vest on and an x-ray machine. And he gives you the he gives you about 20 different questions on what, what are you doing and why. And re-x-rays your gear. Show, I open up the case, show him it's a bow, go through that. You have to go back up to the front, like when you're first getting to the airport, go back up to the to the Air Canada booth, recheck your bags. I had another guy that had to look through my through the bow case, take everything out, put it back in, go back through um, through security. I made it back to the gate. Literally, this is not an exaggeration. It was five minutes before boarding, and buddy was like, "Good lord, man! I didn't think you were gonna make the flight." And we had like a I don't know, two hour, two and a half hour layover. So it took that much time just to get that shit done. I was fucking losing my mind. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, when I say I try to be nice to the people at Air Canada, if they're nice to me, because it's not their fault on some of this happens. Right. It's I'm sure it's procedures they're following in lack of knowledge. Like when I go through and I'm like, it's a recurve. Does that have a projectile? I'm like, well, <laughs> think of, you know, what I was using Avengers. Hawkeye. Everyone knows Hawkeye. They're like, oh, oh, oh okay, shit, go Katniss. Yeah. All right. Okay, go ahead. That's another one, Katniss. They're like, oh, go ahead, and they don't really care. But with a compound, now that's why I put that Pelican case in the duffel because mm. it's a visual thing. They see yeah. that big ass hard case, and that's that. So I literally got the white horse. This is when I went to the NWT. Bags didn't show up. No bow. Right. Oh my god. And we're taking the two twenty two road for whatever six seven eight hours whatever that is and flying in it. So everybody's waiting on me, and so I go up to the lady. I'm like, ma'am, do you have a a phone number you could call to get like a timeline on the bags just to let us you know roughly? No. There's no one you can call. No. Is there someone I can call? No. Do you have any idea when they'll be here? Well, sometimes they show up the next day. That's the best they could do, right? Now, this is white horse, so whatever. Um, but anyway, and you had a, how long was your, how long were you held up in Denver? Oh, that that uh, delay was eight hours. Eight hours, yep. eight hour delay. Um, and this is the fucked up thing. We're at DIA, the one of the busiest airports in the nation, and they need a part for this plane. So they fucking fly a guy in from Canada with the part to work on it instead of, uh, I'm not saying they did have the, the part here in Denver or whatever, but maybe they didn't, but they fucking flew a guy in from Canada to work on the plane. <laughs> so yeah, it was a, uh, it was a long day of travel, but I mean, it was definitely worth it. It was just, um, it's something that I guess you can expect or just to be prepared for is, you know, make sure that you have a, a decent layover on your connecting flights just in case that kind of stuff happens. Yeah, I mean, I would say, I always say two hours um, at a minimum for a layover, but, you know, sometimes it definitely can be can be longer. And we're going to do a podcast, at, well, not a podcast, a video 
on traveling because there is definitely I feel a system that pretty much everyone should follow as far as what goes in where as far as where you want you know your what goes in your bow case because I also put camo in there uh, what goes in your overhead what goes in the one that goes under the seat in front of you but we'll cover that at a different time you're up. You're telling your story now. So that was it. Speak oh, up, well, Chuckles. So we so uh, opening it. day talk. No, I'm just kidding. Good lord, <laughs> shut up, sir. Uh, Ooh, so uh, Monday was our <laughs> Monday was our first day of hunting, and we took out those e-bikes. Um, I didn't, wasn't quite sure what to expect, but those things are freaking awesome, man. They're they're super quiet. You can put them on several different um, modes, I guess you'd call them. You know, which is your e-assist. Um, anything all the way up to a like, turbo mode, which is, you know, you crank the pedal once or twice and it just kind of rockets you forward. So first thing we go down that, that logging road and probably five to 10 minutes in, we saw those two grizzly, young grizzly cubs, right? Well, they weren't cubs, but they were like, um, young, young grizzlies. I was trying to play right and dirty. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> um, so you took a bunch of pictures of those grizzlies. You probably, I would say you probably got around 80 yards um from them right yeah it was uh looked like two uh cubs that got kicked off so they're four years old now it looked like a male and a sow yeah yeah and i got close uh close enough yeah <laughs> it's pretty amazing to see how big they are um even though they're they're young or you know not not necessarily cubs but they're about the size of black bears like good that size male black bears. Was, yeah i mean that male was i would i would think Six and a half foot, maybe. I don't roughly. I hate to say any numbers anymore. I just can't handle the abuse. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it was it was cool watching them. You know, I mean, they were yeah. there for a while. Yeah, we watched them for quite a while. And the, I think the wind shifted. And they must have got got your wind or whatever, and they kind of just ran into the into the trees. Smelt the so I'm balls. like, holy shit! This is the first thing we're gonna see is grizzlies. I'm gonna die on this bike. <laughs> no. Hopefully, I can ride faster than Jeff or Aaron. Um, so we went down to the end of that logging road, didn't end up seeing any black bears on it. And on the way back, we kind of stopped in this little hump where we had uh cell service to check our phones real quick and look up and we're like, Oh shit, a bear. Oh shit. It's a wolf. It's a black wolf, <laughs> black wolf down on the road there. Um, about 375 yards, 400 yards or so. And it, craziest thing, it just fucking stood there for like five minutes on the road, which, um, for what like Jordan, uh, Jordan Coward tells me and Ryan, they don't. Those things never stand still. Well, this one fucking stood there. And, of course, we had no gun with us. We had wolf tags. Yeah, we did. We had wolf tags and a camera, so we took pictures. Yeah. I thought about sending one, but I'm not sure how to shoot 400 yards. No. Uh-uh. That's a tough one. <laughs> the uh, the cool thing, though, with those bikes, and uh, we, have, we, we definitely have to throw a shout-out to Trek because uh, – those things are a game changer. Yeah. So there's like different modes. So you start pedaling, you turn on the little deal on your handlebars, and then you hit turbo. You got to go turbo-tastic. <laughs> and, uh, man, you go 20 quick, right? It doesn't take a lot. Of, there's some assist there. Because that lander's like, I haven't had mine on the whole day. And then he looks, he's, he's like, he's like yeah. I had it on turbo the whole time. Yeah. So I think you can go up to 20 miles per hour um, with the e-assist. Then you can go faster if you just, whatever, you know, crank up the gears or whatever and pedal. So... Yeah, I, I would They're say silent. the the amount of effort that it takes to ride those things isn't isn't a whole lot, and they are very quiet. It's a lot better than cruising roads with the truck. The yeah. battery lasts quite a while too, mm -hmm. so that was cool. Um, end of the first day, we went down, we crossed some train tracks, and there happened to be a, a bear way the frick down there. So you and I kind of got out and made a plan, got on the tracks, but the fade light, the daylight was fading, and uh, we didn't end up didn't end up finding them before dark. So that's how day one ended. I'm not sure if those guys, um, I think but one of them sat in the tree stand 
on the first well, day. Well, they treat one that day. Oh, um, was that the one that beat like you? A, a four and a half, five, that one you and I ended up passing up. Mm-hmm. Um, little guy, like four and a half, five footer uh, that they treat. You're throwing out numbers again, sir. Yeah. Well, just give an idea. I don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> sorry, internet. Little guy. Yeah, sorry. Sorry for my overinflated numbers. He was three and a half feet. <laughs> he must feet. have been three feet. Um, but he was like four and a half feet. Um or something five feet he was a little guy and then uh yeah that's the thing with those guys up there they're they're great at judging bears and they'll be like oh that's just a bear or that's a big bear or that's a really small bear well, that, that um, and one we were basically all like um yeah dude i'll fucking shoot whatever yeah <laughs> <laughs> so they're pretty they're pretty good at keeping uh keeping a stranglehold on you for well without was, shooting one or whatever you were giving me crap because i passed up how many i passed up after i shot that big one six quite a f- five yeah quite a few yeah a lot but we forgot Ryan's bear before you guys got there. So Ryan's a resident, so he can hunt wherever. So he and I go down and uh, <laughs> drive up, and here comes a bear walking down the road. And he's like, what do you think? I'm like, dude, that's a long ways away for me to tell. I'm like, I'm, I'm not – I can't tell from that distance. I was like, it it looks like an okay bear, but let's get closer. So we get up. We get up closer, 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 and we're real close and it's walking to us and I'm looking at the head and I'm seeing how narrow the head is and if the shoulders are real bulky and I'm like, Hey, it's, it's a decent bear. And, uh, turns broadside, walks to us, turns broadside and he's got a gun, a 270 wisdom. And, yeah. uh, anyway, finally I was like, it's a good, it's his first bear ever. Right. And I'm like, it's a good bear, dude. I'm like, it's not bad at all. Boom. He just bang flops it high shoulder <laughs> right there. And, uh, Man, he was, it was cool to be with him when he shot that thing because he was pumped. And we, um, you know, we, I was, the, I'm not going to lie. I had no bug spray and that was a hot day. <laughs> my ass crack had bites in it. My neck had like, oh. it was bad. And I'm like, hey, brother, I don't want to skin this. Let's just pack it out whole. And I'm like, so we cut a tree down, tied its feet together, and then he got on the front, and I got on the back, and we just carried it. Well, <laughs> he's dude, that kid is. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better guy to to be a guy yeah, to train. Funny. We're packing it, and uh, he's like, Jesus, Lander was right. I've got the shoulders of a brown trout because <laughs> trout don't have shoulders. Yeah. And I'm holding. I'm like, dude, do something. Just walk, man. We're good. And I'm laughing. We're trying to carry this thing out. And I mean, if it was. Anything under 150, I would have just, you know, did the OG Westy thing and packed it over my shoulders. I don't know if you saw that make honey yeah, great again. Um, but I couldn't, I tried to pick it. I couldn't do it. So we got it <laughs> on there and I don't know what it weighed, uh, you know, 250 probably, something like that. And uh, it's swinging around and he's buckling and I'm like, <laughs> just do something. <laughs> what if I put it on both shoulders and we walk horizontally? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, whatever you've got to do to get back, let's just do that. We got it back, and uh, anyway, he um, he was funny. He's like, can you get a photo of me notching the tag? And Lander always gives everybody shit about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I took photos, you know, he notched the tag, and he was ecstatic. And uh, we got back or whatever, which was nice. We were loaded up because we skunned it at the I, – I say skunned, skinned it out at the, the shack. <laughs> I would say skunned it out. Um, Redneckery. Which was cool because then we were able to – I mean, we got – we ate those back straps, and then um, – yeah, it was good because whatever on the trigger, do the roast. But anyway, that was actually part of – I forgot the part of the trip before you guys got there. So yeah. let's talk about Ryan, you shooting so Ryan's a, fatty. Ryan's a young guy, <laughs> just so you can set the context or whatever. He's yeah. a guide apprentice, 22 years old, super funny kid. Yeah, works with the Lancasters <laughs> uh, with Clay, and then he worked with Lander this year. Yeah, he's super mellow. The only thing I'd say if you listen, 
when you road hunt, you got to drive faster, Ryan. Good lordy. <laughs> 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 Maybe I'm a speed road hunter. Maybe. Because a lot of that up there, you just drive around and look for them to put a stock on. Yeah. And uh, I drive too fast, walk too fast, um, probably live too fast. And he drives slow. A couple of times, I'm like, "Go ahead, you can go ahead and go faster if you want." <laughs> <laughs> if you drove faster, I wouldn't be mad. Is that what he said? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. He's like, "Man, it won't bug me if you speed up." Oh, <laughs> uh, he's, he's super good. Well, and we gave him. You would have thought we gave that kid like you know third penis, right? He um, <laughs> gave him like a couple backpacks. What about and a, a second penis? Well, he's French. Yes, <laughs> you already. Now we we're giving him shit about being. His last name's Renaud. Yeah, Lander. Like, how do you say that in French? I'm not French. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, uh, but yeah, Renaud, um, talk about a great kid, but I gave him that Muskeg 3000 and uh, a door gunner and an SE knife and, and whatever. He was super ecstatic, which is good because, I mean, anything we can do to help out someone like that is pretty awesome. But, uh, but anyway, let's go to where you shot the one in the chest because this is – I mean, uh, as far as fat goes, this the Von Frank shot was the fattest bear I've ever seen for spring bears anyway. I mean, that thing, we could hardly move it. It took three of us to get it in the damn truck. Yeah, I think it was a fat bastard. So, uh, yeah, that was second day of the hunt, Tuesday. Um, we were back on the bikes again. Our asses were sore as shit because we don't ride bikes most of the time. But we were cruising this uh, down in this, I guess it's a, I don't even know if you'd call it a, town or what you'd call it a community there's probably like two people who live here year round and then there's there's a bunch of little homesteads or i don't even maybe farms i don't know if they farm or ranch houses or whatever you want to call them with with barns and stuff basically like you were saying those bears they'll they'll graze on these grass fields or you know there's um people have this land where they're, they they've grass growing basically you know you, you cruise around on those bikes super quiet kind of slow and uh, see if you can come up on one to put a stock on one. So Lander and I, we uh, we were cruising around through these this small community. And it was, it's like a ghost town, basically. And uh, we get down to this uh, piece of property on the end of this road, and there's a um, a gate. And we're I don't know, we're cruising decently fast, and all of a sudden, fucking Lander pulls on the brakes and skids to a stop. And then I do the same thing, almost flip over the handlebars, and he's like, "Big bear." I'm like, no, fuck. There's no way there's a big ass bear in, in one of these in one of these yards. Basically, um, I get off the bike, and I take a look. There's this big fat bastard grazing on <laughs> grazing on grass. I'm like, holy fuck! When I looked at the video, I was like, God, Jesus! It was just so fat. I was, yeah, dude. I'm, I mean, I'm not. I haven't been on too many bear hunts. I killed two last year, but I didn't know like what a big fat bear was, and that thing was fat as shit. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> he wasn't lying. You couldn't have asked for anything more perfect other than the wind was a little dickered, but um, there's a, a small creek running through this property, um, a couple of trees to, to stock behind, and it was out grazing in this grass um, on the other side of this creek. So we had some good noise from the creek to allow us to stock up through this. Um, there was a lot of dead uh, dead leaves, and dr- there was some dry grass in this spot right kind of by where we had to 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 get to 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 get the shot so that that creek helped out pretty pretty good so basically sneak up behind this pine get to about 40 yards i'm like should i shoot him from here because he's he's behind these trees and i was gonna wait for him to come out and he's like yeah try to get a little closer so i uh, sneak up another 10 yards and the wind was kind of swirling down there and he kind of lifted his head but one thing that lander said about those big bears is they kind of get cocky or arrogant so even if they know there's something nearby kind of like with your bear they're not going to just run off right away um, so he's like, he's kind of, he's going to wind us, uh, step out and, and draw back. So I step out to the left. And, uh, at that time, that property is right on the train tracks and the train starts coming by. Well, I step out, 
it kind of smells us and it faces right towards us. It kind of saw, saw movement and it kind of just postures up like a bulldog looking straight head on and the train's going by and it's loud as fuck. So I draw back and, uh, I hear Lander say something, but I'm not quite sure what it was, but this bear's facing straight for us. It puts its head up and I fucking just shot it right in the dead center in the chest, 12 ringed it. And, uh, it runs off and I'm like, Hey Lander, did you did, say, did you, <laughs> did you say something I couldn't hear you? And he's like, yeah, I said, wait for it to turn broadside. I'm like, Oh fuck. <laughs> my, my bad. <laughs> he has this look on his face like you dumb motherfucker. <laughs> um, so, so, uh, he was, he, then he kind of explained to me, he likes to be cautious and, um, he was going to let it lay there for a bit. Um, so we're sitting there and, you know, I'm fucking, I'm trying to be like, ah, trying to take my time or whatever and, and, um, let him, you know, cause he does this all the time and, uh, just wait before we go look for it. He's like, so he's like, yeah, just stay here. I'm going to go see if I can find blood. And there ended up being just a shitload of blood. I, I shot it with that, uh, G5 dead meat broadhead and those Easton hex arrows and it, it buried to the fletches and in the chest. It came out the rear quarter, which was crazy. Yeah, kind of like right in the groinish area. It was it was stuck in the inside of the thigh, um, full length. So it was super cool. He went up there. He found a bunch of blood. Um, I was actually looking down at my phone forever, and he's standing up there on the hill waiting for me to fucking look up. And I look up there, and he puts his hands up, and he's like, "You killed him." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh shit!" Went up there, and it was uh, yeah, it was laying right there. It probably only went 75 yards, and it died quick. The only we couldn't hear the death moan because that creek was so loud. Yeah. And the train was going by. So, but yeah, that was super cool, man. Uh, we do have some footage. I don't know how much hate we'd get on that because it was there's a barn in the background and shit. But I mean, that's kind of how the hunting goes up there. There's nobody fucking around. It's you're in the middle well, of the, nowhere. The owner of that land is so funny. We you want to talk about Canadian eh? a? <laughs> yeah. We pull up to him two days later, yeah. and uh, he's like, oh. We we got a decent bear in the yard, Jeff. He uh, he's a big and he's a good blackie. And, and <laughs> later was like, yeah, I, I think we shot him, Dave. Yeah. Oh, my wife will be so happy. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I mean, the dude was cool. He's like, and he's like, when this guy says he's seen a big bear, you do everything you can to get there because he called your bear an okay. He's bear. like, oh, it's an all right, it's yeah. an all right blackie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once we, he got going with the A's, man, it was fucking great. Oh, that guy, he was awesome, and he was like, "Yeah, you know that uh, up above there, you don't don't go in that land." He's like, "No, you shot it right there," and they were like, "Yeah, yeah, we whatever." T- we told him about it. He's like, "Oh, oh, Martha will be so happy." Eh? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah. it was a guy we talked to him for, you know, and it's funny because you could be frustrated not frustrated right you could be like hey let's get out of here because we're burning daylight but i'm like man i could sit here for another hour listen to the guy <laughs> say hey he was i mean and you know there's like a population of three people in yeah. this town and uh he was going on and on where he's seen all these bears i'm like man i'm gonna get a fucking pen out and take notes this guy sees some shit right because he's lived there his whole life yeah i don't know what these what he does for work or anything but yeah he uh was definitely one of those your prototypical Canadian backcountry yeah, guy. Stereotypical, <laughs> yeah. Well, and what's crazy, talking about the size of that bear, you know, and how different photos can, can be, but what's wild is when you see it on the back of the tailgate with Tommy by it, mm-hmm. you can see how big that bear, it is just a, a, a tote for, not to throw out numbers, but it rhymes with three 350. <laughs> you gave him 250. <laughs> yeah, he was fat. Good Lord, we had to, we drug him out with his little neck puller thing. Like I was squatting underneath him and Lander's pushing and you're pulling. 
and it looked like three monkeys fucking a football trying to get that thing <laughs> in the back of the truck. Well, it was so big, we had to unhook the trailer yeah. so I could squat underneath it and Lander could push while you pulled it in for the bikes. Um, but it had a, it was a short-headed fat bear. Mm. So mine, mine was, in, in Bart and Lander have explained this quite a few times. One of the reasons why my bear scored as well as it did is it's a long bear. Yeah. Um, long head, like mine had yours by a half inch on length and not quite as much width. Uh, when, you know, when we measured them out. And uh, yours, though, it just, and they hadn't been out of the den, so they're both the capes were great. Like we were talking about doing maybe full body mount of them fighting. Like, I don't know whose bear is going to be slapping the shit out of whose bear, <laughs> right? Mine's got a bald head from, uh, I think it had uh, den mites. Um, cause the front of it, it looks, it, it's, it's got a skullet, right? It's, <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, that was pretty epic. And, uh, I, Lander's not a mechanical broadhead fan. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you got that from him. He's like, yeah, he well, didn't say anything he's like, the they first... work when they work, I guess. But <laughs> yeah. he was like, wow. Cause he said that thing bled immediately was pumping out blood. Yeah. I got some photos of the blood trail. It was pretty cool. Um, I mean, I kind of wished I had a, a fixed blade on for that shot, but. We talked a bunch about shooting them with a mechanical, just because you want that big cutting diameter. Big hole, yeah. And uh, yeah, the I mean, the arrow's still buried to the flesh, a 500 grain arrow. So yeah, right in the chest. And we just got that bow set up last week, the week before. Gangrene. We call that bow. <laughs> yeah, so we ended up calling that. I think Santino gave it the, the name Gangrene because um, th- those guys always give my bows names. Like I have that tan bow, and they call it the foreskin. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got a name. I got that. So my 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 Black Widow PSA, you kept calling it. It's a camo version. It's a PSA X camo, <laughs> yeah. but he calls it Christmas because it's got the red stripe, so it's green and red. So I, I said I was going to name the crane, name it Christmas, and before I could say because it gives me presents, you said why? Because it lets me down every year. <laughs> 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 oh, the Christmas bow has been good to me. That thing, I tell you what, um, you get a bow that's like that, you feel comfortable with because you you felt super comfortable with that one, tuned out perfect right away. The gangrene bow, yeah, yeah, yeah it tuned up quick. We. Um, we got her set up. I shot it a shitload um, when I got it. Tried to stretch out the strings. Got a sight tape built. I ended up shooting that one with a single pin, uh, or I guess the double pin Fast Eddie. I don't know if I'm a huge fan of the actual Fast Eddie setup. I, I like the Hogfather better. I just feel like it's a little more solidly built. And Plus, you have the numbers on the side of the dial on the on the Hogfather compared to the Fast Eddie. You don't have that. You know what I'm talking about? Yep, yep. So you can kind of double reference your sight tape and the numbers on the side of the dial on the Hogfather. So I'm probably going to put the hog father back on there and depending on what we hunt, you know, I'll hunt some stuff with a single pin and then like elk and stuff with, uh, with the seven pin. So, but yeah, it worked out. Uh, so they ended up calling that bow the gangrene because I said, whatever I shoot with this thing's going to die. It's going to get wounded and die of gangrene. Uh, and then well, Hognuts is like, dude, that's fucking terrible. Now you can't call it the gangrene. <laughs> like it's just a joke. Yeah. But, no uh, kidding. Yeah. Thanks to those guys. Thanks to Hognuts and, and Bo for helping me get her squared away right away when I got that bow. So yeah. I don't even think Jason was on the clock when he was helping me set it up. So thank you to him. Yeah. No kidding. Well, yeah. And then, so after you got yours, we were basically looking for a, a giant. Um, and, uh, we had, I mean, I don't know, we had a bunch of other bears or I took photos of a ton of different bears, but, uh, Tommy and buddy, um, they both had some opportunities. Tommy got like 14 yards from one, Buddy got 30 in the big field. Uh, the last night on stand, buddy had two grizzlies come. Well, one grizzly right in front of the stand, 
and I think he was about to shit his knickers. I don't think he was prepped for that, um, which was cool. And then, uh, oh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, so he, he had a grizzly at 34 yards or 30 yards in the stand. It ended up feeding off into the brush. Yeah. He got out of the stand to to get picked up. Yeah, yeah, to get picked up. And then uh, the the guy picking him up pushed a grizzly to him. Yeah. So he got out of the stand, saw a grizzly climb back in the stand because <laughs> yeah. he was like, Jesus, they're all around me. Yeah. Um, and those guys ended up going up there and, and grabbing him anyway as they were going to. But, um, yeah, he just he had his full grizzly experience. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was cool. He got it on the GoPro, um, which we got all that, that film. What we're going to do with this is do the audio. That'll be published today. And then they're going to splice, uh, they as in Corey and Nate, all the photos we took uh, together while we're talking and then put that on YouTube so you can see the photo gallery uh, with this audio that we're doing now um, on YouTube because we got some really good photos from bald eagles to dead bears to... To nature. Nature walk, yeah, mountain beasts. Sometimes you got to shake things up a bit. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> what was your uh, so what was the gear, the notable gear that you liked? I made a list here. Um, first, the e bikes. Yeah, um, that's a game changer. I mean, for what we do here, obviously wilderness is not going to work. But anytime you get those deact road, the deactivated roads, I mean, it just saves you so much labor. Um, you know, you can get all kinds Someone of stuff. Someone called those things cheater bikes. Oh, Matt McNabb was calling him was he, cheater bike. Was he just he's kidding. from Texas. He can't call anything a cheater bike. <laughs> yeah. No, he's cool. He's just fucking around. Yeah. No, Matt's funny. Okay. Um, so those things were one. The pants, the Apex pants from. Yeah, that Apex gear. I know it's uh, it's getting overly blasted on social media right now, so yeah. I hate to be a bandwagoner, but I got to say those pants were very quiet. They fit really well. They had a, a good solid fit to them. Um, not overly baggy, not overly tight. And they're very breathable. I had the shirt also and the um, and the hoodie. I didn't wear the hoodie, but I wore the shirt and the pants and yeah. very breathable. I so like we, that stuff. We wore, just so people know, we brought uh, Cryptic, the Altitude Series, as well as some of their standard line, uh, First Light, ASAT, Skull Raven, Scree. Well, we, and Sitka. And Sitka um, and Swazi. Mm-hmm. Um, so we used a little bit of everything. And... Uh, the the scree merino wool i thought was pretty damn good both the heavy and the lightweight that apex gear was really good um the swazi stuff i've used forever and uh the black caribou jacket made me look like a bear so that was epic i threw that right on and gary was like what are you doing i'm like i want to look like a bear i want to be a bear man and then i went grr and gary's a good idea and and then (laughs) off i went um he said you big scary man bear you that uh soft shell from um uh, from um, first light was was pretty damn nice because it's super quiet, which is nice and it blocks the wind really I well. I stole that from you. How'd you get I that stole back? it back? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> um, and then uh, so that and I, for me, those Hanvog Makara boots are just money for everything for me. I used them the same pair up there. I want to see if they leak. That was been it's everything was just wet as shit. So that was a big one, but. Um, the Delorme inreaches, um, those things are key up there. You don't have any service hardly at all. So those things are handy. And what's funny, we just ordered two new inreaches yeah. and then they came out with that little one. Those cocksuckers. Yeah. Um, that little one seems cool, but not for I mean, me. I, I yeah. was going to, uh, I was going to use the big one and get rid of my GPS anyway. So that was the big one makes more sense for me. Yeah. Same thing. I mean, it's not going to hurt me to have a GPS. So those inreaches and then. 
the broadhead arrow combo. Um, I'm a, a you know, I'm trying out all kinds of shit on my end, so I'm a big fan of that. Uh, you know, the gold tip Pierce Valkyrie system, but I got to say that Grizzly Stick XXL. Uh, I didn't shoot the Maasai. They sent me some of those, but that XXL, I was, it was beyond belief, the devastation that that thing put through that bear, that XXL, and how tough those arrows were. So I was pretty excited about that. And then your system, that hex with that dead meat was pretty devastating as well. Yeah, Easton Hex FOC. So it I think I have a 50 grain insert on those 260s with the 125 grain head. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I brought the uh, dead meat heads and I brought the uh, solid iron wheels. And I was going to use one or the other depending on the situ- situation. Probably would have been better off shooting that one in the on the frontal with the uh, with the fake the uh, fixed weight the iron, iron wheel. wheel. But um, it ended up working out anyway. So yeah, super happy. I was pretty amazed that iron wheel. I was able to shave with it after it broke that forearm and half, which is pretty crazy. They had a post the other day on Instagram talking about um, their steel tolerances, mm-hmm. and they, you can shoot one of their heads into like a foam target up to five times, and it retains its sharpness before yeah. you have to resharpen it. So. They, they use some quality product on their on their steel or whatever yeah everything everything was good that we uh that we used or that we brought up there um my clicker fell off which so um that was a little bit irritating <laughs> from all the wetness but good lord um and i can't say enough about that black widow psa of mine um it's 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 62 inches it's about 58 59 pounds at my draw length and uh I just, I dropped bombs. I mean, I, I was shooting four or five different broadheads and a bear shaft at 40 yards, keeping them well inside of a paper plate. Um, yeah, I just shoot that bow really well. So I'm excited. Um, you know, whatever, that thing's been money for me. And, yeah, Tommy uh, hadn't really ever, hadn't paid attention to you shooting. And he was like, you should videotape this man. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, he was, yeah, he, he was like, man, I don't, I don't think people realize how well um that you can shoot and so whatever he videoed me shooting um a little bit and it's fun buddy and tommy are just great to hang out with they're they're super funny um the uh the shear me thing listen to buddy talking (laughs) about that shear me me. (laughs) (laughs) seth mcfarland okay i won't do it again i won't do it Okay, shear me. Shear me. <laughs> oh, yeah, shear me. <laughs> shear me right in the ass. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh. But uh, the one thing I would say, just because we touched on it earlier, um, Frank and <laughs> – here's what's funny. Frank and I could give a shit what we shoot. I had people message me about your bear and say, yeah, dude, now that is a big bear. <laughs> well, Slick – my bear was bigger than Frank's. Not that we give a shit at all. And Frank's outweighed mine, but mine was longer than yours by three inches and outscored it in the head <laughs> the size. Bear, the bear. The bear. Yeah, yeah. the bear. The bear. Sorry. <laughs> that right. Uh, mine has more girth. Yours has more length. Yeah. So it doesn't It doesn't matter to us. I mean, Frank and I have actually argued over who gets to shoot, but it was an epic story. Having the bear charge was crazy. I mean, it was, it was awesome having your bear as big as it was, just having that fat of a bear both over 19 inches was just super cool. So, um, Frank, you got anything? Uh, I just want to thank Jeff and um, Gary and Ryan for for taking good care of us out there. We had a great time and it was a lot of fun. Thank you for thank you and Kafaro for sending me up there as well. Yeah, it was a it was an epic trip um, and super happy. You know, make sure you guys uh, 
go uh, check out Poison Dart Bows, like their page or follow it on Instagram as well as uh, RMS Gear, the guys over at No Limits Archery, um, Black Widow Bows, G5 Prime Bows, all these different companies that help us out. Again, we're not, these companies take a big leap of faith on Frank and I knowing we are not going to run just one thing. We're running multiple things, and for these companies to still take care of us. I mean, it's funny. Sitka sent a couple boxes of stuff right before we went up, knowing that we're running all this other clothing as well. Cryptic hooked me up with a bunch of Altitude series for me to run it. That stuff was awesome. So it's it's something to be said for these companies, knowing they're going up against all everyone else and still send it out. It, it, and, you know, we got great, great companies and great gear to deal with. So... What do you got going on, Frank? Frank's messaging. Is I'm, that the uh, Bumble? A multi. Mumble. Uh, Mumbler. Let's never bring that up on podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, everyone. We'll try to knock out some more podcasts on everything else we've been working on uh, here in the future and uh, try and get it done before we head out again. Timmy. Timmy. Timmy, Timmy. <laughs>